Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. In 1996, the Christian Slater rom-com Bed of Roses was released. While it was a disappointment at the box office, it helped launch Jan Arden's 1994 single Insensitive onto the U.S. Billboard charts. While Jan is a massive star in Canada, this was her only success in the States. Today, we're joined by 91 Donkey Lane's Robert Bacon, who shares why this song is the ultimate karaoke jam, and together, we push the envelope of what we can accomplish on a podcast by writing a new verse to the song. How do you rid the sweat after the body bliss? How do you slow your blood after the body rush? We'll answer these questions and many more on today's episode. From the romantic glare How do you block the sound of voice You'd know So Bacon, I was wondering if you had any advice to give on how to be insensitive. I would just keep vagueness in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you, so you chose Insensitive by Jan Arden. You could have given me an infinite amount of guesses as to 
who sang this song and I would have never got it. Maybe I, re- I eventually would have came across the, the syllables that sounded like Jan Arden, but I don't think I would have ever gotten that. You apparently knew that, correct? No, I typed in insensitive okay. into <laughs> Apple Music and then it told me who it was. And then I was trying to choose between like what song I was going to pick and I knew it was going to be this song mm-hmm. when I mentioned it to my fiance who's Canadian. Okay. And she got, she got really upset saying that this person is not a one-hit wonder and because they have several hits in Canada. Right. If you're a Canadian and you're listening to this, you're like, why is she on here? <laughs> well, I just have something to tell you. Canada's not a real country. doesn't count. <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, the real music biz, and we're talking about here. <laughs> I was going to address that fact right away, the fact that she has, like, 17 hits in Canada. <laughs> but yeah. being Americans, everything just revolves around us. And this show, <laughs> this show only counts for American one-hit wonders, which is what Jan Arden is, even though she seems, when I look at what she's done and what she does, it seems like she's such a national figure in Canada, but here I would have never even known her name. No. I mean, and the one song that she has that is a hit, this song, Insensitive, uh, wow. I mean, what a melodramatic this song could i don't know if this is a relationship that's been going on for years or this was like the first date well if we're talking about what this song's about yeah i got the answer for you (laughs) okay so this wasn't written by jan no the canadian treasure (laughs) it was written by a name a woman named ann laurie who wrote the response after an unhappy tryst with a chef at a Calgary restaurant where she was waiting tables. So she was venting about this this thing with her and the chef, and then Jan saw Anne performing at a local club and was like, I would like to option your song to be on my next album, <laughs> and bought the song off of her. She had a real Emily in Paris thing going. You guys watch you guys watch Emily in Paris? <laughs> no. You haven't watched it yet. Well, Emily in Paris, who happens to be, I just found out like a day ago, Phil Collins' daughter, by the way. Oh wow. Also, probably one of the best looking human beings I've ever seen in my life, has a star crossed love thing with one of the best looking men I've ever seen in my life, who is a chef in a French restaurant. So um it kind of oh. reminds me of that. <laughs> for for oh, any Emily, Emily fans out there, uh, okay, we're getting off subject a little bit here, but uh, yeah, so we've lost, <laughs> we've lost anybody who hates that show, Emily in Paris, and all the Canadians, right? We've lost all those so far, <laughs> and we're we've, losing everybody. Um, who else can we upset right now? <laughs> well, Bacon, there is. You picked this song because of a typo on my end as well, which I'd yes. like to address. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was your typo? You you said uh, I meant to say, will you do another song? for the podcast and I somehow autocorrected or typoed anti-hero song for the <laughs> podcast. And for some reason, I was able to come up with two songs. What was the uh, other one that was an anti-hero song? Well, I found out that it wasn't, that it, it truly wasn't a one-hit wonder and that this guy was really big. I just, I didn't know. Uh, Clarence Carter, uh, Stroken. Okay. I don't know if you guys ever know that song. Uh, I say it's an anti-hero because like he's the hero of the song, but he's really awful, and (laughs) he's really just talking about you know having sex with a bunch of different women, and he calls it stroking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Man, that's a good one too. But this song, I don't know what made this be the anti-hero song. Um, It sounds like the the narrator in this song 
has some very, very <laughs> intense feelings for <laughs> the chef. How do you numb your skin after the warmest touch? How yeah. do you slow your blood after the body rush? How do that, you? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably my favorite line in the whole thing. Yeah, of like after the body rush. <laughs> how do you? That or yeah. how do you free your soul after you found? A friend. <laughs> that I, part right there. How do you rid the sweat after the body bliss? <laughs> yes. That part's gross. Yeah, wipe it off, Are we lady. Talk, wipe it we're off. Talking about, you take, how do you rid the sweat after the body bliss? It's called a post-sex shower. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's great. Least, Pre and post. <laughs> Give it a shot. At least a towel. At least a towel. But <laughs> At least towel off. Uh, get uh, Bounty. Get yourself some, like, literally some quicker picker-upper. Yeah, it's all you need. I got to tell you one thing that I could not wait to talk to you guys about is, yeah. so this song was used in the movie Bed of Roses, starring Christian Slater and Mary Stuart Masterston. Do, do you know about this movie? No. I think I've, I know the poster for this movie. I can't remember. There was, like, a brief period when I was like, I had seen Heathers and Pump Up the Volume like very close together and was like, man, Christian Slater kicks ass. And I tried to watch like a bunch of Christian <laughs> Slater movies and then quickly realized that I had seen the two Christian Slater movies you needed to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember if I got to Bed of Roses or not during that like brief period of binge watching Slater films. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking at the movie poster right now. It's right. Uh, Christian Slater with uh, Mary Stuart Masterson yeah, right. laying on a bed of roses. It's pretty uh, literal. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you guys what I gathered from the trailer. I watched the trailer. Here are the things that I could gather about the plot, okay? The female lead, play, played by Mary Stuart Masterson, is sent a ridiculous amount of flowers anonymously, like an entire room full of flowers. And her and her best friend, her best friend who's played by Pamela Adlon, who, I don't know if you know who that is, She's she was on Louie, she was oh, Louie's yeah. best friend, the, the woman. And then she has her own show, Better Things. She's the voice of- uh, Bobby Hill. <laughs> the kid on King yeah, of the Hill. Hill. What? Yeah, Bobby Hill. That's awesome. So she plays the best friend character. So two of them together are trying to figure out who sent them. And then I, I laughed out loud at what happened next in the trailer was that Christian Slater, who's a stranger, a bespectacled stranger, turns, turns and at some point in the movie goes- I sent them. <laughs> he just straight up, there's no mystery. You know that he's the one who sent them. So then you kind of put together that they're following in love. And she asks him, why me? And he tells her that he likes to take walks. And when he's taking walks, all the windows are dark one night, except for hers. And she was standing there in the window and she was crying. And he couldn't stop thinking about what made her so sad. <laughs> and then from there, it's lots of shots of him showing her views of the city from rooftops, <laughs> different rooftops. And then, as it turns out, I guess for one reason or another, Mary Stuart Masterson always runs away from love. But Pamela Adlon tries to convince her that it's worth the risk. Take a risk. And I believe Christian Slater asks her why she's running away from love. I think maybe someone he loved died, and that's I, it. I don't, <laughs> Bed of Roses. I don't understand how this has only gotten a gentleman's 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a home run. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole point of this is that 
this song was prominently featured in that movie. And sounds like, to your anti-hero <laughs> point, this song being in the female perspective sung by a female, it sounds kind of like the female in this story is being a little insensitive, running away from love, mm. running away from flowers. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, to me, I just always envisioned it as the person who's singing this like didn't really know the person that they're upset about. They're just like... Ins- they're mm. upset that they were insensitive that they broke it off. Like nothing they sing about in this song is really like about their relationship. It's kind of like, right. how do I get over this? You know, how could this person just be so insensitive to me? And I don't know. It, I always thought about that because this is one of my like go to karaoke songs of when wow. I, I it's so <laughs> melodramatic i mean you don't have to sing well you just go up there and you belt this out and you pretend <laughs> like it's really personal to you like you're singing about somebody that you're thinking about and uh it's a lot of fun to belt this out something that is kind of interesting about this specific song that i found out was that npr on their podcast how to do everything had a segment called the best worst song competition and insensitive was used as the introduction music to let people know all right we're about to talk about some of the best worst <laughs> songs of all time i say it's interesting that you say that bacon about that this doesn't seem like it may have been like actual love or anything it sounds like I mean, might be a stretch. Maybe it could have been a couple, but it sounds like it could have been a one night yes. stand. Really, it's oh, I really should have known by the time you drove by the me home. So these, in your ass, <laughs> your casual goodbyes, they chill in your embrace. That expression on your face, like you just <laughs> yes. tell me you might have some advice to give, Deborah. <laughs> on how to be insensitive how to be it could be anybody thank that was you beautiful <laughs> thank you and also so it it because it's kind of vague it's vague very vaguely written and i don't know if that's on purpose but i think it's on accident because it's not a very well written song i mean i'm not a a songwriter but i'm going to go ahead and say that you you probably shouldn't have the word probably Back to back in sentences uh, when she goes like, oh, you probably won't remember me. It's probably ancient history. It's like, how about you get rid of those or like could go like that's the first note I would give if this song was given to me from a writing perspective of like, yeah, probably is not a strong word and you don't use it twice in a row. Uh, It doesn't paint a very big picture. And I. It might be on purpose because you want a song for everybody to be able to connect to it. You don't want it to be super specific. But for me, yeah, it, it kind of feels like a woman who had a one night stand or just uh, went on one date and the guy was cold towards her at the end of the night. So she wrote a whole song about it. Right. I mean, really, yeah. He or she or whoever she's dating drove her <laughs> home. So we can assume that these two aren't to a place in a relationship where you'd be living together or anything. And also, yeah, you probably won't remember me. <laughs> ancient history. Probably ancient history. We have to assume that if she thinks there's a chance that they don't even remember <laughs> her, that that we're on to something here. And if here. it's probably, <laughs> if, if you think that it, it, it is probably ancient history, hey, uh, right. uh, Jan. 
it's ancient history. It's well, over. No, no, no. Don't no? put that on Jan. No. It's on Anne. Put it Anne. Anne. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Jan heard in this song? Because she optioned this hearing it one time at a club, like I said. I feel like it had to have just been the chorus, right? Like, it's a near worm of a yes. chorus for sure. It has to be yeah. the, the chorus. Also, saying insensitive is just... When you really over dramatic like this, like melodramatic, it's a lot of fun and it, it it is a really good sound. I mean, I've been pooping all over this thing, but I I love I genuinely enjoy this song. I think it's a good song. I think it sticks in your head. Is it the best written song? No, but I mean, a song doesn't need to be the best written to be a great song. I mean, for me at least, you, that line, just that line, is all this song needs. The rest of it doesn't even matter. It's insensitive when she sings insensitive no one in the world at one point or another can't relate to thinking someone was insensitive to them but i would argue the point that wouldn't it be more insensitive to string somebody along that you weren't interested in yes yes that's and and wrong right so yeah, like right. yeah i mean it's mean to be insensitive and to like you know you should be open and honest with someone that you're with and and you know say that you're sorry and talk to them maybe that's what they feel in this but you know not really getting that out of this song <laughs> but also to prove your point of like yeah it has to be the chorus it's when you tell people about this song and you put it on for them they're like i don't know this song you're out of your mind i'm like yes you know the song give it a second and then as soon as the chorus starts they're like oh yeah. god <laughs> the whole like everything in between right. and leanne rhymes gave this song new life right Ooh. i I must have known the Jan version. I mean, I know this song. It's never a song that I put on before today. It's never a song I had intentionally put on, but definitely heard in the car with my mom. It's a good mom car ride yeah. song. Yeah, you it's know? a little too spicy to be listening <laughs> to in the car with your mom in a way. Maybe if we take out that first verse. Uh, well, I don't know, because then it gets into like, how do you teach a heart? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. 
We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. We should try to write a third verse. You guys want to try? You guys want to try to write the third verse of this? Yeah, let's do it. So wait, let's go over the first two verses real quick. The first verse is, "How do you okay. cool your lips after a summer's kiss?" That is the way the yeah. melody goes throughout this whole thing. How do you? Yeah. yeah, and also, just want to say, so moving forward, these all have to be uh, questions with mm-hmm. answers that have multiple yes. answers, like multiple easy answers, because it's like, how do you cool your lips after a summer's kiss? Right. Lemonade. Uh, icy. <laughs> like, so many things come in my right. head. Right. So w- maybe maybe after we, we write the third verse, we'll, we'll also go through and answer all the questions. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? Know, we're, we're, or we could do that now before we write our third verse. So how do you cool okay. your lips after a summer's kiss? Uh, number one answer. I'm going to say yes. we family feud this. I think lemonade. it's going to be eliminated, okay. right? I, I, it I'll, has to be eliminated. Do you guys agree? I say like ice cream truck ice cream. Oh. Mm, I like lemonade. I think that's a number one answer. How do you rid the sweat after the body bliss? Shower. Damn it. I was going to also well, go with shower. No, we, we're, uh, we're, we're yeah. the same team. Okay, we're on the same team. Yeah, good, yeah. Number, good answer. <laughs> good answer. Do you guys want to go with that? Do you want to go with let's shower? See. Yeah, shower. Or do you let's go with shower. shower on or the board. Go- Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Number two. Number one, Scott Paper Towels, (laughs) who we are uh, sponsored by. How do you turn your eyes from the romantic glare? (laughs) Is this a trick question? (laughs) I think, well, it's like, is are we talking, what's, first of all, what's a romantic glare? Um, Like, I've I've been on boats and I've seen glare, you know, (laughs) like, ah, because the answer should be polarized sunglasses. They take care of any glare. I would say, yeah, sleeping mask. Yeah. That- look away. <laughs> yeah. Look away. Uh, look yeah. away is number one answer. Oh, your phone. Look at your phone. <laughs> How do you block the sound of a voice you'd know anywhere? <laughs> I mean, I mean, AirPods. Yeah. I'm just gonna go all. Okay. <laughs> okay, we know. I'll, I'll back up AirPods. I'll back up AirPods. Talk to somebody. Sing to yourself. <laughs> There's so many answers to this one. Okay, th- now it gets interesting. How do you uh-huh. numb your skin after the warmest touch? <laughs> Ice. Okay. This is, I mean, I'd go see a police officer. I think you should. I don't know what they're talking about here. <laughs> um, what's the stuff that, that you put, like like Ambisol, that stuff you put on your gums if you have like a, like whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? A gold bond, medicated powder. Okay, right, right. You put that okay. on here. How do you slow your blood after the body rush? Oh, um, I mean, take a deep breath. Bath bomb. I would say lay down. Lay down, I think, would yeah. be a good answer. What is the what is the body rush, though? I think she's referring to, uh, not to get too graphic here, but I think when you're about when you're about to make love, that your heartbeat speeds up. Okay, she's calling that the body rush? The body rush, yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't? <laughs> Mine goes, I usually go, <laughs> Ruth likes me to lay completely still. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. slow my heart rate. Right. Exactly. Again, it's a it's a weird Canadian thing. Uh, they all do it. Every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I can say whatever I want because they stop listening. How, how do you free your soul after you found a friend? This one is. Oh, this is yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I think it's Ursula rules. I think it's you have to kiss him before midnight. Mm. 
or you get turned into one of those booger people. You free your soul. Maybe do a crazy dance. I'm, I'm trying to think how to free your soul. <laughs> like a real Natalie Portman in Garden State, just kind of spin around and sure. <laughs> wave your arms. Sure. And yeah. that part of that line of like, after you found a friend, like to me, that's the one of like, oh, I, f- you know, I liked him. He was cute, but he was also just like somebody I could see as a friend, right. like somebody like who's always there. Yeah. So the, before we write our verse, we have one more question to answer. It's how do you teach your heart? It's a crime to fall in love again. <laughs> to fall in love again. That is, that's the melodramatic line to me. Yeah. <laughs> Teach your heart it's a crime to fall in love again. That is a real stretch of a lyric. Yeah. How do you teach your heart? I would have thought, how do you teach your heart not to fall in love again? Yeah, not to yeah. fall in love It's again. a crime to fall in love again? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man, we have to... You have to book you. Yeah. <laughs> Seems you've fallen in love once again. Oh, <laughs> you've hit your quota. I think I'm prepared to write this third verse for Jan Arden. All right. Okay. Start us off. Give us a first. Give us a first question. How about how do you wipe your brow? <laughs> oh no, I got it. How do you wipe your cheek after the tears fall down? Okay. Wow. How do you? Uh, remain the queen when you've lost your crown. Oh, okay, hold on. Oh. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> the lost verse! <laughs> we found it! How do you wipe your cheek Yeah. when tears are falling down? How do you remain? <laughs> you gotta make that remain yeah, like Yeah, that one's a little too much. How do yeah. you remain stay the, the How do you stay the queen? Yeah, how do you stay the How do you, you stay, stay the queen? queen? <laughs> After you, after you lost your crown, oh. maybe it's your crown. Yeah, your crown, your crown for yeah. sure. Your crown. Now we got this line has to be extra spicy. Oh, I got it's gross. I can't <laughs> say it. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna throw a crazy one out there. Unless bacon. <laughs> okay, go some. ahead. Uh, yeah, no. Right. Yeah, somebody else. Because because this. So from what I've noticed in the first two verses, this is where we get fucking weird, right? How okay. do you turn your eyes from a romantic gla- glare? And like, how do you free your soul when you found a friend? So I'm thinking like, how do you count the stars when the sky is black? <laughs> like something just so fucking abstract and terrible. How do you count the stars? How do you count the stars when the sky is black? <laughs> when the sky how do you clean your back? <laughs> Ooh. I think I got it, guys. <laughs> right, I got it how to make it real spicy. Yeah, okay. How do you change the sheets? Oh, or, God. How do I change the sheets, sheets. when I know you're not coming back? <laughs> we we found the secret <laughs> third verse. There it is. <laughs> Write this. Let's put it all together. See if that's, uh, when, what is it? When, uh, how do you count the stars <laughs> when the sky is black? How do you change your sheets? And what was the last one? When I know you're not coming back. When I know you're not. It's too much. When I know you're <laughs> not coming back. Coming back. I think. How do you wipe your it? cheek when tears are falling down? How do you stay the queen after you lost your crown? How do you count the stars when the sky is black? How do I change the sheets when I know you're not coming back? 
Oh, wow. Yeah, we found it. I think it's great. It's a question at the end that doesn't make any sense, but it alludes to what's happening. The other ones are, I mean, wow. I mean, I think we could have written just this whole, I think we could rewrite the whole song. I think think we did a good job. Jan Arden, if you're listening, we got you. You don't need to go back. (laughs) (laughs) And these could all relate to a chef. Oh, we should have thought about something chef-related. Oh, chef-related. How do you cook the steak? (laughs) (laughs) After it's been sent back. (laughs) So I want to talk about real quick. First, we're going to have to dive into all of Jen's achievements in the last, like, 20 years are unbelievable, and we'll get into that for a second. But also, I want to talk about, like, this song peaked at number 12, June 1st, 1996. We've talked about 1996 a lot because it is a wild fucking year. One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey was mm. the number one song for 11 weeks. And then the Macarena was the number one song for 14 oh, weeks, yes, which nice. means that for half the year, those two songs were the number one songs in America. Nice. But the the specific week that this peaked at number 12, oh, yeah. we're talking a stacked chart the number one song was bone thugs and harmony the crossroads mariah carey always be my baby celine dion because you loved me another canadian tony rich project nobody knows it but me tracy chapman give me one reason alanis morissette ironic and the jim blossoms follow you down where all the songs above this song on the chart i mean i'll tell you the thing that out of that list a lot of Canadians snuck on that list. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right? You got Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Celine Dion. Yeah, for sure. Get off my list. Yeah, we were opening the borders. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them out. That's what I got to say. Build that wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a str- easier, straighter line. It's right there. It's a straight. That one was easy. We were like, yeah, anything above this line, we don't want that. Gross. <laughs> that you can have it. is so messed up. I gotta tell you, it is so messed up that no one argued for that. that yeah, it's right? so crazy that the, the Trump supporters weren't ar- like they were fine without without a wall there, but no. they just wow. Yeah, Man. and I'll tell you, I, I mean, maybe because I'm in New England, but I know a lot of Canadians that have you know Canadian immigrants that have come and taken jobs here. I just wow. want to say that. Wow, <laughs> and they steal a lot of things. One even stole Bacon's heart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I don't know, maybe I'm just going a little too far. Maybe this is like the Seinfeld thing, but now that I'm like marrying a Canadian, I could like do all the Canadian jokes and like get away with it. Yeah. So she's like also converting so you can tell the yeah, joke. <laughs> I mean she's also Jewish, but I'm not touching any of those. So but Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit before we, we really wrap up because Jan, like we said, massive in Canada, seventeen top ten singles. Nominated for 19 Juno Awards, won eight of them, has a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Last year was inducted in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, She, but she turned to acting. She's won two Canadian Screen Awards. If you have any Dawson's Creek DVDs, uh, the license for I Don't Want to Wait was so expensive that it's actually one of her songs that plays as the theme song now for what? Dawson's Creek on any streaming site or on any DVD. That, back up a second. <laughs> that is well, ridiculous. Yeah. Dawson's Creek without I Don't Want to Wait. It, <laughs> I Don't Want to Wait. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is Paula Cole fucking doing? Like, why are you like yeah. outpricing yourself <laughs> from being on a streaming site where you're still going to get paid. Like, 
maybe it wasn't as much money as you want it, but now you have zero dollars. That's instead. stupid. Like, that would be like the guy who wrote the coach theme song to be like, <laughs> yeah. we're changing it. Like, I'm pricing you out. That's mine. Right. You have to use something else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Paula Cole has going that it's not Paul McCartney who wrote it. It's Paula Cole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's got one and a half hits, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, have you seen her Apple uh, Plus music documentary that's like six hours long? No, of course you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> No, because the Beatles are so big, I will literally watch six hours of them practicing music. Yeah, which is what that, which which is what Get Back is, which yeah. I still really enjoyed. For All right, sure. so that's just the music side of things, though, right? So wait, then what? then Jan in nineteen ninety eight, Chart Magazine's end of the year readers poll voted her the most deserving person of a talk show in Canada. What? All right, back up a second. Here. You are you we I would like to go back to the fact that there's a Canadian Walk of Fame. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that how too. How short how short is that walk? <laughs> well, we've named at least two people on that walk. All Celine right. Dion and Alanis Morissette are probably definitely there. All right. I can name another person who's probably on that walk because in 2017 Jan was admitted into intensive care for heart-related concerns associated with stress and exhaustion. But regardless, she did the U.S. summer tour with Michael Bublé a couple months later and then co-wrote a few of his songs. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Mike Bubbles got a star on the Walk of Fame in Canada over there. <laughs> Do you call him so Mike Bubbles? Wrote- <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my little nickname for him. I, like, I love that. <laughs> that's what everyone calls him. First of all, Matt, <laughs> these facts, <laughs> some of these facts, in 1998... Chart Magazine. <laughs> One of my favorite. <laughs> One of your favorites. Char- Dude, I know. Chart. I magazine? have a weekly subscription to Chart Magazine. Chart Love magazine? it. Have you seen last week's chart? Uh, issue <laughs> on uh, pies? It was just pie charts. <laughs> Their end of the year readers poll voted her. Voted her the winner of the most deserving of the talk show category. What is how is that, what, a, how is that what? category? What does it? How is that? A, so every year they, they think that people should get a new talk show. Yeah. So like every year there's just a new Canadian getting their own talk show, or do they are they taking a spot of another Canadian talk show? Does just I've seen Canadian poll. talk shows. They're it's the Tom Green the show, in Chart Magazine, and and this is this is. This is is important enough to be listed on Jana Arden's Wikipedia, which undoubtedly <laughs> is where Matt got this fact. What the fuck is happening? Exactly. All right. So, so Jan has also written four memoirs released in what? 2002, 2004, 2011, and 2017. Um, she hosts the podcast The Business of Life with Arlene Dickinson, who is a Canadian TV personality that launched in 2018. And then she also was the guest coach on The Launch, which from what I could find out, seems like it's just a Canadian version of The Voice. But she's the co-star of multiple Canadian comedy shows like Working Moms, Winona Earp, and Hell on Wheels. And her role in Working Moms has actually earned her a Best Actress in a Comedy Series nomination at the Canadian Screen Awards. Now, in 2019, she starred in a series based on her own life called Jan, which was where she came out as bisexual when the series opens with her recently breaking up with a longtime female partner and is currently the most popular comedy tv series in canada drawing one million viewers per episode where she was once again nominated for a best actress in a comedy series at the following year's canadian screen award screen awards oh 
my God. <laughs> All the Canadians <laughs> listening who were like laughing about this Jan Arden, they're like, she is the most uh, famous person in Canada. <laughs> How can you think she's a one-hit wonder? She has 17 hits. She's on 10 shows. She's on the Walk of Fame. She was named most likely to host a talk show on Charts Magazine's 1998 poll. Sorry, yeah. Canada. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know we were making fun of uh, Canada's Bill Murray. Right. Like I didn't. Like somebody just constantly has all this work. I mean, wow. Good on her. I mean. I like. I don't hate her music. I listened to that whole album, you know, and just preparation of this. Mm-hmm. And it, it, she's clearly talented, you know. Right. And obviously, she's talented on on both on TV as well. This is amazing. You know, at the end of these episodes, we usually have to talk about. Well, is Jan Arden a one-hit blunder, or did she bring the one-hit thunder? And to be honest, on this episode. It doesn't matter what the hell we think. (laughs) Jan Arden is a legitimate Canadian superstar. Yeah. And we're down here talking on a podcast, talking shit, writing new new verses for her song. She doesn't care about that song. She has. But if she gets that talk show eventually, we can be one of the first guests on it for this episode. Oh, I would love to be in the crowd, and I'll just (laughs) boo the entire time. Just trying to... Boo, Jan Arden. Boo, Jan. <laughs> you suck, Jan. You suck, Jan. I'm that chef, Jan. <laughs> My life was ruined. <laughs> I can't go anywhere in Canada now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I got to give Jan like the, the most thunderous of thunder after this episode, I think. Yes, I'm agreeing. I, I as At first, I'm like, this song's all right. And then as I'm doing the research, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this woman has done more in the last 20 years than I could ever dream of doing with the rest of my life, probably. (laughs) Jan Arden is the new Bill Brasky from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Jan Arden won 17 Junos. Jan Arden was nominated for 17 Junos, and she won 25. (laughs) I saw Jan Arden walk all the way across Lake Erie in the middle of the winter. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this one's really egg on my face because uh, yeah. Jan Arden is like this ultimate super Canadian star. But you know, it goes. I still don't know who she is, and still don't care. So yeah. I really love this song as a karaoke song. Even without all that, I would say that this song brings the thunder. Again, just give it a shot. Try singing it. Put it on in the shower. It's just a real. It, it has such low stakes, mm-hmm. and it's so melodramatic. And, you, you know, it's not like something that and, and it gets stuck in your head like almost instantly. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful song. I like it. Nice. Uh, and good on her. I like a really talented person. And I'm really actually it was really interesting to find all that stuff out about her. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we completely sign off, Bacon, there's two things that I'd like you. Well, three things, actually, that I'd like you to talk about. First of all. You host a podcast. It's a pretty great podcast called 91 Donkey Lane. We should talk about that. You have an awesome YouTube channel that people should check out. And the same time that this video is coming out, you uh, did the definitive ranking of all the Saturday Night Live movies for the Geekscape YouTube channel. Oh, so thank you for asking me to uh, to record the voiceover for that one. That was I'll, I'll, I'll go through everything. The 90, We have uh, 91 Donkey Lane, where it's me and uh, my roommate live in a magical apartment complex. And we have to deal with, you know, all the magic stuff that happens, like 
uh, specific tiles in our house make us confess things and there's ghosts in our walls and it's it's a big fantasy adventure definitely definitely check that out we're on all podcasting services check out my youtube channel i review a bunch of 90s movies in a, in a cut-up series most recently i just did all of uh dexter new blood that new season of dexter i'm also going to be releasing soon by the time that this comes out i'll have a video about 90s commercials that stuck with me that have like not necessarily my favorite commercials but just I talk about how, you know, as a kid, we would watch such garbage television because it would be such low. There would be like no money into it. But then all the money was in the commercials. So like it would we'd be watching Ninja Turtles and then the Ninja Turtles on the TV show were completely different from the Ninja Turtles in the uh, commercials. And I, so I talk about stuff like that and it's a bunch of video essays. I also do another podcast, which were uh, uh, called Adam Sandler, Please Stop. We just released one on uh home team the kevin james new film which is produced by adam sandler movies anyway we did that podcast and we decided to watch all the kevin james movies all the rob schneider movies all the happy madison movies which is adam sandler's production company and then we watched every snl film as well just to go along with it and watching them all back to back makes it a, a lot easier to definitively rank them and matt asked me to put down my thoughts on those uh for a video that's coming out where we rank all the snl films and uh it's a great list i uh i hope the video is awesome i hope it turned out well i spent a lot of time on this thing on the uh on my thoughts on it i hope you guys like it if you could be anyone who would you be now i'm asking you to please think of an answer and you can't say yourself oh yeah this has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Othalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah, and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Changing Lanes off the Punchline B-Sides album, Night Lights. Visit punchline.com for more information on Punchline shows, upcoming releases, and merchandise. We're on Patreon now, so visit patreon.com backslash OHT podcast for bonus episodes, early access to new episodes, and a chance to help decide what songs we'll discuss on future episodes. Do you have an interest in sponsoring an episode? Contact me at matt at geekscape.net for our rates. If you have any interest in podcasting, visit weknowpodcasting.com for how Chris and I can make your show sound as professional as possible. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. This place is coming. I'm here too often. I think I need a change of pace. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. Short circuit, rewind, erase it completely. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, 
and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.